Hello and welcome to the Reorg Primary Review, where we cover the latest developments in high-yield distressed debt and bankruptcy, and feature discussions on issues affecting distressed debt, leverage finance, direct lending, high-yield bonds, high-yield municipals, covenants, private credit, and middle market companies. I'm David Zupkis. We're taking a brief recess from our weekly interview segment this week. We'll be back soon with more premium content. In our weekly review coverage, U.S. District Court reverses on appeal Intelsat bankruptcy ruling disallowing $421 million in claims. Endo cuts off marketing process, named $6 billion credit bid as winning bid, but postponed sale to mediate $2.3 billion tax claim. Fourth Circuit upholds Best Wall Texas two-step litigation injunction. Malincrot extends deadline to make opioid deferred cash payment under plan. Trinseo Rite Aid and Wheels Up retain restructuring and financial advisors. And as always, a preview of what's coming next week. It's Monday, June 26th. We'd like to hear your feedback to help us improve the podcast experience. So please take a moment to complete the short survey at the link attached to this podcast and let us know how we're doing. For in-court coverage, we take a look at Intelsat, Serta Simmons, Endo International, Bestwall, and Puerto Rico. U.S. District Judge Robert Payne reversed a September 2022 Intelsat bankruptcy decision disallowing $421 million in claims asserted by SES Americom against its former C-Band Alliance partner. SES claimed that under the C-Band Alliance agreement, it is entitled to an equal share of $9.7 billion in accelerated 5G relocation payments from the FCC, while Intelsat argued its agreement to share 50-50 with SES terminated when the FCC rejected a market-based approach to reallocating the C-Band spectrum. The $421 million represents the difference between a 50-50 split and the amount allocated to SES by the FCC. The district court concludes that the bankruptcy court erred in concluding the agreement was unambiguous and failed to consider, quote, very strong extrinsic evidence favoring SES. Judge Payne directs the bankruptcy court to reassess the evidence on remand. SES also announced that it has ended discussions with Intelsat regarding a possible merger. On Thursday, Judge Andrew S. Hannon of the U.S. District Court for the Southern District of Texas stayed the CERTA debtor's plan confirmation order until Thursday, June 29th. Earlier in the week, Bankruptcy Judge David R. Jones denied requests by Citadel and the non-PTL and LCM lenders to stay the confirmation order pending their appeals of his rulings on confirmation and CERTA's 2020 up-tier exchange, but allowed a brief stay through June 23rd so the appellants could seek relief in the district court. The Endo International debtors terminated their asset marketing process and named stocking horse Tensor Limited's $6 billion first lien credit bid as the winning offer, concluding that indications of interest were unlikely to result in a qualified bid. On Thursday, Judge James Garrity Jr. postponed the sale hearing to August 4th from July 28th at the debtor's request to allow the debtors to engage in further mediation with the U.S. Department of Justice over the government's $2.3 billion federal tax claim. The Fourth Circuit affirmed Western District of North Carolina Judge Robert Conrad's January 2022 decision upholding a bankruptcy court-issued preliminary injunction in the Bestwall LLC Texas two-step case. The injunction prohibits asbestos-related actions against certain non-debtor affiliates, including predecessor entity Georgia Pacific Holdings and two-step operating affiliate Georgia Pacific LLC. The bankruptcy court had related to jurisdiction to issue the preliminary injunction and applied the proper legal standard according to the Fourth Circuit. In a dissent, one judge called the Texas two-step maneuver a shell game to manufacture bankruptcy jurisdiction. Judge Laura Taylor Swing granted the Promessa Oversight Board's request to suspend all dates and deadlines related to confirmation of the Puerto Rico Electric Power Authority plan of adjustment, including those tied to the confirmation hearing slated to start on July 17. 
in a status report, the Oversight Board said it still anticipates certifying PREPA's 2023 fiscal plan and to describe proposed plan changes, but it will not file an amended plan as of yet. Mallinckrodt and Digicel round out this week's list of potential restructurings. Mallinckrodt extended the due date to make an opioid deferred cash payment under its Chapter 11 plan from June 23rd to June 30th, as the company said it continues to analyze its situation and engage with various stakeholders. The company said that, quote, there can be no assurance of the outcome of this process, including whether or not the company may make a filing in the near term or later under the U.S. Bankruptcy Code or analogous foreign bankruptcy or insolvency law. The company separately authorized various retention payments and a new cash incentive plan for four top executives, including its CFO, chief legal officer, chief transformation officer, and head of specialty generics. The retention bonuses are payable immediately in total about $3.4 million across the four executives. The disclosure notes that the various payment percentages in the incentive plan would be reduced if Mellencrop files Chapter 11 again. Caribbean telecommunication provider Digicel is close to reaching a restructuring support agreement with creditors of operating company Digicel International Finance. The restructuring will be implemented through a Bermuda scheme of arrangement and it's expected to enjoy overwhelming support from several creditor classes. The deal includes a debt for equity swap in which creditors would receive a majority stake in the company and Dennis O'Brien, the largest current shareholder, will retain a minority position. Trinseo, Rite Aid, and Wheels Up all disclosed the retention of restructuring and financial advisors this week. Trinseo is working with Kirkland Ellis as legal advisor to address debt maturities. As reported last week, the company's 2025 bondholders have hired Perella Weinberg Partners as they work on a deal to address near-term maturities. An ad hoc group of unsecured bondholders has hired Paul Weiss, and an ad hoc group of lenders has hired Gibson Dunn. Evercore is advising the Gibson Dunn ad hoc lender group. Rite Aid is working with Guggenheim Securities and Alvarez and Marsalis financial advisors to evaluate balance sheet options and improve operations, according to sources. Private jet company Wheels Up Experience announced that it is working with a number of advisors around, quote, securing new strategic investments, raising capital, and executing previously disclosed strategic divestitures. The Wall Street Journal and Bloomberg Law reported last week that Wheels Up was working with Kirkland Ellis and Jeffries. Top red stories this week included, primary markets stay busy with loan extensions, rear launches European A&E tracker as borrowers increase use of processes since Q1 2022. Court opinion review, Aero dismissed Houston venue hijinks, DSG has to pay up for baseball rights, and dubious appellate mootness demand denied in national Senate media. Litigation coverage, Aldridge pumped debtor seek revocation of ACC's derivative standing to challenge Texas two-step transactions based on allegations of lack of financial distress and dismissal motion. Univar LBO financing leads quieter high-yield market. Easing inflation, Fed pause may provide conditions for further issuance. And now here's Kate Thomas from New York with The Week Ahead. Welcome to The Week Ahead. My name is Kate Thomas. A longer schedule of happenings, including the release of Rite Aid's first quarter earnings, can be found on the Reorg website under America's Week Ahead. But here are a few highlights of a packed week. Four debtors advanced to plan confirmation this week, starting with National Cinemedia and Monotronics on Monday, followed by Cineworld and Qualtech on Wednesday and Friday, respectively. On Tuesday, the trial begins on motions to dismiss LTL Management's second Chapter 11 case. A key issue is whether the debtor is in financial distress. LTL Management argues that the motions to dismiss incorrectly conflate financial distress with cash flow insolvency and that the magnitude of TALC litigation plainly establishes financial distress. The debtor's first Chapter 11 was dismissed in January when the Court of Appeals for the Third Circuit ruled that the debtor was not in financial distress and had filed its case in bad faith. 
The Bed Bath & Beyond debtors are also scheduled to be in court Tuesday to approve the sale of certain business IP and mobile platform assets. Stocking horse bidder Overstock.com has agreed to purchase the assets for a base purchase price of $21.5 million. The Bye Bye Baby assets are being sold separately, and a sale hearing for those assets is currently scheduled to go forward on July 11th. Then on Wednesday, the Celsius Network debtors have a hearing on several matters. One motion on the agenda is the debtors' request to extend their exclusive period to solicit votes on their revised plan for 91 days through September 29th. However, the ad hoc group of borrowers opposes the motion, arguing that an extension should be limited to 60 days. The debtors are also seeking authority to pay the fees and expenses of their backup plan sponsor, Blockchain Recovery Investment Consortium, or BRIC. The U.S. trustee has objected, arguing that the fees and expenses are the equivalent of breakup fees paid to winning bidders, but that the debtors have not shown that the requested fees were in any way used to induce BRIC to submit its bid. Moving to Thursday, the SVB Financial Group debtor will seek court approval for the sale of its investment banking business, non-debtor SVB Securities, to a group led by SVB Securities Chief Executive Officer. The management team bidder group has agreed to a purchase price consisting of $55 million in cash, plus the paydown of approximately $26 million in subordinated debt, among other terms. On Thursday, we will also th- see the Diamond Sports Group debtors back in court seeking to reject their telecast rights agreement with the Arizona Diamondbacks. The debtors contend that they are losing significant sums of money on the agreement based on their analysis of their telecast rights agreement portfolio. The debtors' motion follows the bankruptcy court's June 1st bench ruling requiring the debtors to pay the full fees due under their telecast agreements pending assumption or rejection. That's it for now. For more on the week ahead, including hearings in Puerto Rico, Lucky Bucks, and more, check out America's Week Ahead on the REORG website. Have a great week. Thank you again for tuning in to the REORG Primary Review and our weekly review. Find all our podcasts on the REORG.com webinars and podcast page, as well as Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, and Amazon. Hope your families are healthy and safe. Have a great week and see you next Monday.